ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 170 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, or the DAT Network, if you will. There he is, Rocky. Thank you for doing that. Uh, of course, that's our classic intro. It's been a little while. We had a little bit of time off. Uh, we needed some time to level set, reset after the season. Uh, we're going to be changing our schedule a little bit this offseason. Instead of every week, we're going to do it every other week. Uh, our our friend Scott Sidlow is going to come back to the show this offseason. That'll be great. And we've got another host that's going to be joining us, too. I'll leave that for when they intro. Uh, but just to know, we are going to be here every other week, the entire non-point scoring season, as Daddy Russ says. But as usual, we've got a, a lot of hosts, a lot of ro- rotating things, and we've got a lot of guests. So let's get right to it. But first and foremost, I'm Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. With me, as usual, in the side chair here is Rocky. How are you tonight, Rocky? I'm doing great, Andrew. I'm very happy for us to be back. Uh, I yes. think we needed that little bit of rest, reset, and I'm very excited to have Scott coming back. And also very excited for our little surprise host that that will probably be revealed next show. I think yeah, two weeks. I, I just don't want to steal the thunder. I feel like it's more it's it's funnier yeah. that way. But uh, with that said, obviously it was nice to have some time off. I agree, but it's nice to be back. You're exactly yeah. right. And with this first show back in this new season, in a sense, uh, we've got one of the few people that I would say that I've interacted with a lot on Twitter, but never talked to. And this is going to be a great time for that. We've got. Richard Sickles. Now, I got to be honest, Richard, is that your real name? Let's start with that. Yes. Yes, that is my real name. I was named after my uh, my great uncle, Richard. He uh, he fortunately was Richard Young. He didn't have to go through the uh, bullying that I went through. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I, yeah. I kind of thought it was a, a like a pen name, like just something right. you kind of picked up like one of those. And I was like, oh, that's Okay, well, then I apologize for laughing. Like, you know, I feel bad, but like that that had to be a, a little tricky on a kid. So I'm glad that you stuck with it. I'm glad you sought it out. Uh, you're at Ginger Beard Man, I guess, with a three in there. Where did that come from? I got to ask you that too. Like, that's, that's a great, a great name. It's very yeah, unique. It's a great Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so uh, when my beard is grown out, it is ginger. It's it's a dark red. And so, and my friends back in, back in, back home, uh, back in my hometown and stuff, that's what they all called me was the Ginger Beard Man. And so, it just kind of stuck, and here we are. It's such a good name. I like all of it. I'm just jealous. Like I, I first thought it was kind of like made up. Now that it's real, God, like that's so much better than Andrew Hall. That's so boring. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for being here tonight, Richard. I know we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but uh, you're kind of newer into the content game. Where can people find your work if they're, you know, if they've seen you around? I guess where have they seen you? Sure. Uh, so I'm uh, primarily working with Rasball and uh, Fantasy and Frames. Rasball was this last uh, season was my first season writing with Rasball. 
Um, and then uh, Fantasy and Frames, I just uh, jumped in with them uh, like two weeks ago, a week ago. <laughs> so it's 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 really fresh, really new, and uh, really really exciting. I, I'm I'm really loving my time over there so far. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I, anytime we can get somebody on that hasn't been on before, or hasn't you know been able to speak their mind a lot, I love having new voices in this space. So so glad you're here, and I can't wait to pick your brain on some of this stuff tonight. Uh, kind of getting into it, I guess the first thing I put on the sheet with nothing after it was any news and notes for conference championship week. The only one that even kind of struck me was Debo Samuel might not play. I guess like. There really isn't a lot of news with only four teams remaining. I mean, Rocky, is there anything you might have heard or anyone in the chat if you're here, you know, that you want to talk about that's news related? Because I kind of feel like there really isn't much. Yeah, I mean, nothing, definitely uh, nothing that pops to mind from the the championship games now. I mean, I mean, I, if you guys want to get into it, we could. I mean, we haven't been around uh, while the coaching changes were happening. Is that, that's well, the I was going to mention that for sure as part of our dynasty during the playoffs, which is our topic for the night, because coach change, coaching changes are a big one. I know Scott's a big fan of talking about this, and I'm sure he'll get into it in some of his uh, his analysis later on. But uh, ultimately, what it comes down to is we, we've had a couple announcements. I know Brian Callahan obviously left my Bengals to go to Tennessee. Uh, happy for him. I, I like Brian Callahan. I think he's a good coach. But he really wasn't going to be, you know, calling the plays or moving up with the Bengals at all, and it's his time. So now we get Dan Pitcher coming in as the offensive coordinator. Uh, a lot of people who are not local to the Cincinnati area may never never have heard of him. Uh, he was a quarterbacks coach here for Cincinnati ever since Burrow took over, and has been with the team and kind of building that offense on the back end for a little while. So I feel like that's a really good thing. I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, I think we we heard uh, was today. Well, no, yesterday I think was Vic Fangio going to your Eagles, Rocky. Right? Is that's a good thing? I think, right? I think so. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he actually was in the building last year. Um, uh, not last year, the year before. Uh, I think after he got fired by Denver, he was like a consultant for the Eagles, and there was talk of him being the D coordinator when Gannon left um, after the twenty two season. Um, but then he ended up going to Miami. I, I think a lot of that had to do with the timing of when Gannon left and all that. Cause uh, I know there was a lot of interest last year, but yeah, I mean, anything's better than what they had this year. So, I mean, it doesn't have a huge fantasy impact unless you're playing IDP, I guess, but uh, yeah, the, the defense was atrocious this year. So uh, especially down the second half of, of the season. So yeah, I, I'm more interested to see what they do at offensive coordinator, for, obviously for fantasy purposes, because uh, there's definitely, still- they're still talking to guys there, but yeah. There's a lot of question marks too there. That team kind of fell off, right? I mean, I had a lot of Jalen Hurts, a lot of A.J. Brown, and it was crickets in the time I needed the most. It was brutal. Yeah, both uh, Richard, sides of were pretty bad down the second Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugly, ugly. But Richard, what team are you a fan of, I guess? Like, what's your what's your hometown fandom for? Uh, Minnesota born and raised. So Minnesota thought, Vikings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So are you excited about Kirk Cousins coming back? Do you feel like you might have more of a, of a note on that? That's sort of dynasty related, right? Like, what are we doing with Cousins? Do you think he resigns right. there? So that was originally, uh, there was a, there's a big part of me that really thought that he was going to um, resign because uh, I mean, he wants to be here from what, like, if you, if you watch a lot of the interviews and stuff like that, he really wants to be here. His family's from around here, he, you know, being a Michigan guy and everything like that. Um, and he's a big family guy. So I think that, that, he would want to be here and i think for once maybe for the first time ever he'll take like a team friendly deal maybe um but uh at the same time he had some comments that um he was talking about uh when when he was asked about wanting to play for belichick 
or if, if he would play for Belichick. I heard he was saying how he would never turn down the ch- the opportunity to 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 play with the goat coach. And so I was like, okay, maybe he maybe it's not as quite locked down that he's going to be back. Um, I think either way, I really do think that the the Vikings make a big push to get up into the top three to get one of those top three quarterbacks. Like I, I think that's going to happen. Um, I mean, they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. Anyways, we'll see if anybody budges, but uh, but yeah, that's my that's my big call right now. Oh, there there is so much draft speculation talk to come in the next few months. I'm I can't wait. It's my favorite time, the the yeah. time of year when everybody thinks they know something and nobody knows a thing. It's oh, no. it's so good. But because the thing is, everybody's wrong, so nobody's wrong. If that makes sense, right? Like ever since everybody's wrong, you can be wrong too, and nobody cares. It's it's like being a weatherman. Uh, there were some bigger coaching hires, but I at least wanted to start with our hometown teams because that's always more fun. Uh, but obviously, we got Harbaugh going to Los Angeles and being the Chargers coach. That's going to be big. Uh, Raheem Morris going to the Falcons. I kind of thought that might have been Belichick's spot, speaking of him. Uh, there was – what was the guy for Carolina? Canales? Was that his name? Dave Canales? Not even sure who that guy is, to be honest. I feel like I should know that. Rocky, are you familiar with him? Not really. I think he was uh, in – uh, someone's OC last year. I can't remember who. Yeah, I, I did see it in the in the little blurb that he, when he was hired. But we really should know this, Andrew. But we don't. <laughs> well, what's funny is that my my first thought was, who is that guy? Like wh- like that? Who? What? And then I saw some other people on Twitter doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. Um, but Carolina always going a little bit off the board and kind of doing their own thing. I mean, you know, kind of fits. Uh, and I'm sure there are other coaching changes, but some of it is just so fresh and so new that I, we haven't really had time to digest it. So I don't really know if I want to get too deep in the weeds. I always like to leave that for Scott anyway. So let's let's kind of push ahead unless there's any other news you guys want to talk about. Feel free to, to jump in. Otherwise, we can move on. Nothing. I was just going to mention he was Tampa's offensive coordinator. So. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Helped to revive Baker Mayfield's career. So. I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, again, not <laughs> nothing against these guys. Just I don't know who they are. That's my bad. They don't know who I am. So it's only fair. Um, right. But also, we're not a news show. We've never been a news show. We're more of a strategy and trading kind of show. And I feel like that's probably where we live uh, in everybody's mind. If you're listening, you're a junkie like us. So you probably already know the information better than we do. That's how junkies are. Uh, but with that, we'll get into our main topic, which, again, is is pretty much like what to do in Dynasty during the playoffs. Uh, I, I like to mention this. I think I talked about the same sort of topic at some point last year because I, there are a lot of ways to go about it. And and I'm glad you're on tonight, Richard, to pick your brain as someone who's like newer to the industry, so to speak, and someone who I'm who I whom I've never talked to. Um, maybe just starting with the broad topic: Do you do anything different in the in Dynasty in the NFL playoffs, or do you kind of just play it like a normal day? Um, for the most part, my, my big thing when, when the playoffs start, once, once things start to wind down, I take like the first week or so off. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm so burnt out on the, uh, on the Same. year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's been so much going on. I'm just, I need a moment, but, uh, but my, what I like to get into is, uh, I like to really evaluate my team and, and my teams, I should say, and break down where they're the weakest, uh, and try to evaluate not just my teams, but the teams around me too, like the different um, the teams that are in the leagues that I'm that I'm playing with, just to see where I can try to make moves, try to uh, try to improve my team while helping somebody else out. Maybe I, I'm I'm a big proponent of of a win win type of uh, type of a culture. I, I don't I don't that, I'm not yep. I'm not big on the whole trying to to win a trade. So. Um, but yeah, no. So that's that's my my key thing is is um, just really breaking down my rosters. I like to break down 
I like to take everybody off of the the starting lineups and just get everybody onto the bench so I can actually see what I have in front of me and everything like that. And then uh, and then I start to break down what what everybody else has too. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. And that's something I've done in a couple of my, especially in sleeper leagues where it kind of matters and not as much on MFL, right? Where you can kind of, everybody's on a bench anyway, but I like doing that too on sleeper just to sort of put everything where they belong and put all the QBs together, all the running backs together, kind of get a better idea. Uh, I, I don't always do this, but in some leagues, I'll even move players out of IR. If I've got a guy that I know, I, you know, edge of the roster kind of thing, I'll drop him to move the guy out of IR just because you're going to have to eventually anyway. You know, like it's it's kind of like, what what could possibly change? Well, that's why I don't always do it is because sometimes I'm like, I am really weak at running back. I'm going to hold on to all those running backs just in case something crazy happens. But with only four teams playing, I mean, nothing is really moving. Values aren't really changing on a lot of those other players. And also, I find it interesting, too, to look at it and say, OK, I have here. Here was my lineup in week 16. Right. And I started the players I had to if I was in a playoff. But sometimes my lineups haven't been touched since week 12. You know, like some playoffs start week 13 still. And I'm just like, well. You know, I didn't make the playoffs in that league, so I really paid attention. So it's nice to come sometimes come back and refresh and be like, like you just said, like level set. What are we doing here? Okay, let's take a look at this team. Let's make sure that we're on the right page. If all these guys come back from injury or, you know, if these guys get traded or what have you, like how old is my team? Do I need to worry about rookie picks? Like I I end up doing that a lot, too, in January and just kind of focusing on I focus on myself. I take care of myself. Like I don't worry about other teams yet, but I'm just like, what am I looking at? Um, but that's actually where I think I'll pivot to you next on this one, Rocky. I mean, if you're looking at at your team and kind of evaluating yourself, how long do you give yourself before you start diving back into trades? Like I tend to give myself the whole month of January. Richard said about a week. Where are you at with that? I'm kind of more where you are, Andrew. I kind of take, especially as we were talking about at the beginning, like going through the grind of the season, uh, I'm setting 38 lineups every week. Yeah, I was 32, so I'm with you. I kind of like to take some downtime in January. Uh, The only thing I might do, which I'm hoping, and I I haven't really started yet, so I guess this January I may not either unless I do it in this last week. Uh, But uh, I do like to try and, uh, not not that I'm some film expert, but I do like to try and watch some tape of the rookies. I I go Mm -hmm. to the Dynasty Nerds film room, stuff like that. That's probably the only Dynasty-related thing I really might consider doing in January. You start getting the name. You know, we know a lot of the top names, but start trying to look at DLF, get some of the the other names that I can throw into the mix and look at. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I I, I probably wait till at least February. Kind of the rollover, I think, is where I really start. Well, for those who don't. It's an MFL thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Because I know a lot of people play on Sleeper for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Not today, Rocky. We're not getting into that today. (laughs) Not going to do it today. But anyway, uh, but they usually roll over after the Super Bowl. So um, a a lot of times that's kind of sort of like my, okay, it's time to get back into Dynasty uh mindset is, is once the mfl rolls over we have we have all the pick numbers um yep. if you're familiar with mfl right now they all just say 2024 first belonging to team x uh, if you're yep. not familiar with mfl but once it rolls over you get the one point you can set all the draft orders and all that so yeah. uh that's probably when i really do it and then but the only thing i a lot of what richard said is is kind of what i'll do the other thing i like to do that's the kind of against maybe the dynasty green a little bit is I will sometimes shop for cheap points in February because nobody, most people want to move off older guys or especially if I'm in a team I really feel is going to be a contender again. So yep. like, like I, I actually did make a trade and trade addicts trade in January where I traded like a second for Keenan Allen or something like that. Like, 
Uh, you were not getting Keenan Allen for a second in season last year, and he's not necessarily going to do what he did last year. But even if he falls off, the dude had 108 catches with with missing like four games and and was killing it all year. So yeah, so I, I kind of like to try and shop for cheap points if I can. That's not a bad idea. I know that's uh, there's a trade coming up later. We'll kind of talk about, but it's one of those things where I I don't find myself sending as many offers. As, as usual, like I, I'm just not as active. I do get some, obviously. I still get some offers from others that are looking to make moves and I'll counter and do all that work still. But I'm much less likely to sit and look at two teams and, and you know, sit at my team and sit at the other team. Like what, what, like you said, Richard, make, what makes us both better? Like let's, let's kind of hammer that out. I feel like right now it's really tricky to really do that because the values are for the first time in what, 18 weeks are stale and are stagnant for the majority of players. Um, the only real speculation we have, of course, is draft and and free agency and all that. But right now, none of that is happening. So it's kind of like we're in that lull, that period where I don't know what to do with my hands. You know what I mean? Like, I it's just we're kind of waiting for the season to end. And being that fantasy ends during the regular season, I also like being able to focus on football for the playoffs. Like, this is really when it matters. It's win and go home. So I kind of like not having lineups to set. I am in a couple charity leagues, like those playoff charity leagues where, you know, to raise money for things and like the one and dones and all that. And I find myself almost inevitably, like even this week, did I set that lineup? Like, I honestly don't know if I did. Right. And like, it's just because I'm just so out of the, out of the zone of that. And because of the grind of the season, I'm just so excited to not have lineups to set really. Um, But the other thing that I, I look at is there are some players still playing right on the other end of that switch. And sometimes I'll make players, I'll make trades related to players that are still playing on the hopes that, you know, maybe I can trade before something happens or like maybe I can trade on a good playoff performance. I did that. Was it last season or two seasons ago? With Gabe Davis, right? Had that crazy four touchdown game. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm selling Gabe Davis. Like now is my window. And I'm glad I did. Um, so that's kind of where I'm still looking and, and seeing where values can spike and seeing what things can change. But ultimately, I'm I'm much quieter than I was before. Uh, we have Gavin Ferguson here in the chat saying trade for draft picks before they get too expensive. I mean, that's not a bad plan, but the draft picks now are worth more than they were two weeks ago, and they're going to be worth more in two weeks than they are now, right? So the time to trade for draft picks is now, whenever you're listening now, uh, because they're going up. But you're exactly right, Gavin. Now might still be a good time to potentially, anyway, shop some of your players, like Rocky said, shop Keenan Allen. See, if if you you think you're done, you want to get younger, you're not contending, maybe go get that second. Right. Look at the other end of this. I mean, Richard, what do you think about that? Does that kind of make sense to you, too, and getting draft picks right now? Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I think it all depends on the the where you're at with your team. If, if, if your team, if you're trying to reset, if you're trying to 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 push for a championship next year, whatever the case may be. Um, I, I, I really like Rocky. I love, I love that you went and got Keenan Allen. Like, that's a great, mm-hmm. a great move, in my opinion, like especially if you're trying to make that push towards a championship right now. Um, I know that I have a couple of older guys that I'm trying to to move off on as as well. It's a little bit a little bit more difficult this time of year. I feel like um, I, I feel like every time that I've tried to, uh, it just I, I get stonewalled. But maybe that's just the guys mm. that I'm playing with. <laughs> so well, yeah, maybe right. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what's yeah. great with trying to buy them is like the second the season ends, it's like their value takes a huge immediate hit. Like certain guys like that, like Keenan yeah. Allen, like. Uh, like a Devonte Adams or something like yep. that. Yeah. Murray Cooper, which we'll get into yeah. later. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, there's a lot of those players that are kind of quietly Mike Evans, even when we were talking about the, the bucks, like some of those players are kind of going under the radar that are still putting up points. Uh, 
they're not maybe long time dynasty assets, but if you play in enough leagues, you start to realize nobody is really a long term dynasty asset. Like it's just about getting value that you can get and winning next year. Who cares what three years looks like? Let's worry about now. Um, I know there are a couple of leagues where I, I either won the league or was in the championship game. And so I was like right up to the end and I'm like, I'm contending. Like that's no, no doubt I'm contending, right? I'm right there. And so then it's kind of clear, but then there are the other leagues where I finished like seventh and, and I was like fourth and scoring, but just missed the playoffs. You know, I'm just like, Oh man, like I actually feel like I am contending, but am I? And then you have to really do that analysis on the rest of the league. And ain't nobody got time for that in January, man. Like there's too much going on. I'm burned out. So I usually save that for a little bit closer to the draft. And yes, I'm probably leaving some value on the table by doing that. Um, I always say to people like do as I say, not as I do uh, when it comes to some of this, but I think too, it can get, it can get exhausting trying to build trades that are win-win especially if you feel like you build a really good trade and you send it and the other guy's like, we're way off. I'm like, really? Like I thought that was going to be one you would smash except, but I guess we're wrong. So after doing that myself anyway, in a number of leagues, part of me is just like, let me just let the world come to me. Let me take a break. Let me zone out. Um, I will say, I think uh, overall I have the numbers, but I think overall I made fewer trades this year than I did last year. And I was in more leagues. And I think part of that was because I was in more leagues. I had, I had less time to make trades, right? And I got burned out more and I had too many different people to worry about. So I did trim uh, almost half of my leagues this year and, uh, you know, pour one out to those people. I, I had to leave. I apologize, but it's just what it is. And I, I told you, Richard, before we started, like, I'm really only joining best ball leagues at this point, like orphans that are best ball, because I, I couldn't do that many lineups. And then I'm only joining leagues where I have either Burrow or Chase. And the one I took on so far had both and his best ball. I'm like, all right, well, then I'm in because uh, that's too easy. And I can't say no to my boys. But all, all in all, I'm really I don't think I'm going to be doing any startups. I don't think we're doing a Dynasty Junkies 4. I haven't heard yet, Rocky, but I don't think so. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, that who knows? That could always happen. But other than that, I really don't think I'm doing any startups. So that was kind of one of the other questions. I don't think I put it on here was like, are you looking to do new leagues at all because i know this is the time of year a lot of people leave leagues and you start to see orphans show up and safe leagues has a bunch of that but are you guys looking at new leagues this time of year or is it still too soon and richard i guess i'll go to you first again on this one uh it's uh startups i'm not doing this time of year that's that's not my it's just too soon um there's too many variables especially when it comes to the rookies and stuff like that i like to know where where rookies are going to be at and stuff like that um especially in a startup um as far as the uh, like orphans and things like that, I'll, I I actually did just pick up a, uh, an orphan not that long ago. Actually, it was at the end of this last season. It was like like two weeks left in the season, and it was bottom of the barrel. I wasn't going for the for for the tournament or anything like that. And yep. um, but uh, but it had some potential. And so if if I if I find an orphan that I I think I could have some fun with, um, and the price is right, yeah, I'm I I would take one on right around this time of year just to just to get into it and then that way i can get a feel for what the the league is doing and whatnot as well try to get those try to understand who who those league mates are because you're going into it completely blind most of the time when you take over an orphan yeah i'm right there with you i love i love orphans this time of year but startups no bueno what about you rocky you on that same page I was just going to say that I think now is sort of the best time to take over an orphan because you can 
uh, it's easier to reshape before the draft. You can start trading for picks and all those kinds of things. If like you you know if you don't like the team, if it's not a contending team, if it's a middling team, you can start selling off for try and get some first, try and get some seconds. Um, whereas after the you know after the draft, you're, no one's trading rookies right after the draft. So um, that's not the yeah. best time to be doing. In order, I I just yeah I like to to have the more time to to shape the team um, before. Uh, rookie draft times and which most of us tend to do right after the NFL draft. So yep. uh, in terms of startups, I, I not this early, but I've, de- I'm probably doing very few, if any startups this year, just because I have so many teams and yeah. I haven't cut that many. So um, I think that I, uh, I, I don't mind doing it though. Like in the past, I've definitely done ones in March. I, it's, it's fun when you throw the rookie picks in there is usually how it ends up going. Uh, you had to draft the you know the 110 the 101 the 102 whatever um so yeah i i i i would not do it in january but february march uh i don't mind doing it definitely a lot can change so it makes it a little more interesting if you do it this early because we haven't even you know we don't even hit free agency until march let alone the draft so uh probably the best time if you're going to be smart about it is after the rookie draft but it, it, it you can also get end up getting uh some some good good values that way too if it's you know right. if nobody else pops up because of what happens in free agency or something like that if you don't mind me asking real quick rocky um so when and I, i've i've done that once where i was in a, a startup where we were drafting the rookie picks and it's just something that's not in my wheelhouse like when do you start with that like where like when do you usually go after that 101 102 if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, um, it, it can it varies from year to year, first of all, depending on the class. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's how, how I kind of try and do it. I try, if I'm going into a startup, like, where do I think Caleb Williams is going to be valued? You know, he's probably going to be, he's gonna, probably going to be a top 10 QB right off the bat. So that's where I value kind of slot in the 101. And then Marvin Harrison Jr., where do I think, you know, all that kind of, I, I basically try and, especially, especially with the first round picks. Uh, you can kind of have an idea even by um, February or March who, you know, who's going where obviously the combine and other things can change that, but that's kind yeah. of how I do it. Uh, I tend to more not, not that I haven't, but I, when I have done startups, I tend to more uh, not take old guys, but go more for players than picks and try and usually yeah. win in the first year. Um, but I definitely have done, done drafts where I I'll, I'll take a lot of picks, and I I also like to trade back and gain future picks a lot too. So uh, that's basically how I usually approach it. So yeah, the nice. picks is basically trying to slot it to the player, and then once you get to the second thirds, it's it's basically just I kind of when I get beyond the first round, I almost do it on trade value. Like would I would I yeah. rather have this guy or a second? Would I rather have this guy or a third? That kind of thing. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. you on that. And the 101, 102 is always tricky. It's always class dependent. Like you said, it's format dependent. But ultimately, I find myself drafting players over picks and startups almost every time. Like if draft picks are in the pool, I end up like we just did the, the trade acts dispersal. I was on with, you know, with you the uh, other week there, Rocky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there were lots of picks on the board, but I'm like, I'll take the players. Thanks. Like I'd, I'd like to take the known assets instead of a second or a third where I'm just not, you know, not sure what that's going to turn into. That being said, seconds tend to grow in value and players generally don't. Even in free agency, it's hard to see a lot of players jump in value. I'm I'm constantly reminding myself of Kenny Galladay. Remember when he switched teams and everybody's like, oh my God, he's going to be amazing. And 
almost was worse somehow. You know what I mean? Like that was just terrible. So you kind of have to take a little bit of grain of salt with some of that stuff and, and realize that in a startup, as much as it is crazy to try to predict the future, you're all in that same boat, all trying to predict the same future. So it's kind of the equal chaos. Um, but yeah, I think the the way I tend to lean is if it's a tie, I go with the player. Like just just pick the player, just pick the, the known asset, especially exactly. early. I'm, I'm just not that kind of guy that wants to take a risk on a second round startup pick on the 101 or 102 or whatever. Like, man, I'd, I'd much rather take a, a, a known commodity that I, I can bank on a little bit more. We've seen some really weird things happen in the NFL where a player gets drafted and doesn't play much or, you know, three picks are traded for Trey Lance and he doesn't start. I mean, we've seen it all the time. Nikhil Harry was a slam dunk. I always say that it was like a no brainer and was terrible. You know what I mean? Like just you never know. So as much as we think we know, I'll take the player. I feel like I'm, I'm better at that. But that's not to say you can't draft them. It's just I tend not to, to answer the question there. Uh, the other thing I, I'll mention, too, is when, when looking at players and picks and trading and all that, uh, Gavin brings up another really good point here in the chat, is it continue to look for injured players or the ones that underperformed. And I think that's a terrific point. This time of year, you get a lot of people that come in that have – maybe had a really bad year and are really kind of soured on somebody and are, are wanting to get rid of them. And during the season, there aren't that many people trading, you know, you might get down to the end of the year and you might only have four teams that care anymore. <clears throat> well, now that we're into January, all 12 teams are back, right? Everybody's contending or has a chance to contend. So that opens up some of the doors to people like he mentions and Hawkinson, Javante Pollard, like those are the kind of guys that maybe whoever has them now is just not wild with them. And, and rookie fever is going to start taking hold. Maybe you can get one of those guys for a second. Like you were talking about with Keenan Allen, you couldn't do that before. Maybe now you can't. Um, I love injured players in the off season. The IR doesn't exist and they're almost all going to be back. Um, like for instance, I think I, I traded a, a third, a 25 third for Nick Chubb when he got hurt. I'm like, why not? Like, what am I doing with a 25 third? You know what I mean? Like just, and the guy was like, he's out, he's done. And he might be back starting week one. And the team seems like they're still into him. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. You never know. Right, right. Um, and I'd much rather have Chubb, even an injured Chubb over a 25 third, to be honest. Like I guy's a beast. So, and he mentions too, like uh, Mark Andrews being crazy disrespected. I, yeah. But part of that is, I think that offense is not as pass heavy. And now that Zay Flowers is there, like is Andrews the number one? There's a lot of other question marks. But I do like Andrews a lot. Don't get me wrong. But that's kind of where I like to strike, too. So I, I guess on that note, Richard, what do you think about when it comes to injured players? Are you trying to target them? Or are you kind of out on them until you hear more? Um, I actually like to uh, to go after uh, what what I think will be a, a good prospect for for somebody that, that is maybe out on, on a player or something like that. Um, so like an injury situation. Uh, I, I And just to go off of your, your Nick Chubb example, like – yeah, I would much rather have Nick Chubb than a 25 third round pick. And between now and the 20, 2025, I could probably get that third round pick back again someplace else. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm more than willing to to take a gamble on somebody like that. I actually have a trade right now that I'm that I'm hemming and hawing about where uh Oh, where... let's hear it. What do you got? All right. Okay. So uh somebody's offering me Hawkinson and Etienne for uh, trade McBride in the 104. Ooh, Hawkinson and ETN. Is it a tight end premium? I was just going to ask that question. It is. It is. And I'm guessing Superflex as well. Yep. Because that uh, 104 could is be. Is it 1.5 premium or higher than that? 1.5. Yeah. 
Yep. Being that there's yeah. tight ends on both sides, I don't know if I yeah, care as much about that, but I, I, I get yeah. your point. Yeah, I, I probably, because rookie fever is, is happening, I probably make that trade for the 104 side and then try to flip that 104, like we were talking about even before the show too, like flip that 104 for like a 106 in a couple seconds or, you know, a 106 and a 25 first, you might even be able to get, because there's a lot of people that really want in that top four, five, six area and maybe right. willing to yeah. give up a lot to get up there. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I like Trey McBride a lot. I think that offense is going to do well. I think Hawkinson isn't great. He's not terrible, but I much prefer McBride. But ETN, I, again, I just traded for ETN. We'll get into that. But, like, I don't know if I really want to be trading four running backs right now, usually, in a, in a trade. Right. So I'm kind of with you on the side of 104. Rocky, you think you're on that same side? Yeah, you said you had the 104 side, right? Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. So that's the side I, I would want. I right. think I and I love Hawkinson, but I think I'd hold because I also love Trey McBride at this point. Uh, he proved a lot to me last year, and I think um, we've seen Kyler use Ertz a lot in the past. I think we're going to see what Trey McBride did last year. Continue assuming Kyler stays, but I I think he's staying. Uh, so, and yeah, I don't to me to me McBride and Hawkinson are really close and. I don't want to give up the 104 for ETN. So yeah, that's basically that's what it comes down to to me. Yeah. yeah. I think you can get more for the 104 if you wait. That's kind of what it comes down to. Um, and again, I, generally speaking, almost every time I'm talking about trades on this show or in real life, I'm like, why are we doing that trade right now? What's the reason to make that trade today? Can I make that same trade in a week? That one, you could probably make that same trade in a week. Hell, you could probably make that same trade at, when you're on a clock. And you can right. probably get more then. So why why do it now, right? Like you're kind of giving up that value, that increase. So yeah, that's, I mean, not a bad offer, but yeah, I hold that 104 side for sure. Um, speaking of trades, we have Puff Pass in the chat, Puff Pass Kick. Uh, I know this is the time of year where we aren't supposed to be buying running backs, which we just talked about, but someone offered him Roshan for a 26 second. Thoughts, Junkies? The Rebel in me says buy the RB for that price. Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. Roshan or a 26 second? I'm not sure how much I care about Roshan, but I don't care about a 26 second at all. Yeah, why not? So, I mean, I always say this when picks are three, <laughs> three years out. That, uh, that might as well be imaginary to me. I, I do not care at all about a 26 second. It doesn't even exist. In most, in mo and to me, that's like the three year out pick thing is mostly a sorry a sleeper thing because um, yes. i think that's their default uh and, and most mfl leagues i'm in tend to be two years out at most so you'll have like uh you know 24 and 25 and and i just i don't i don't care about a 26 second so <laughs> and i don't think you're getting much more than roshan johnson for a 26 second so sure let's let's just let's just make a trade well, for the hell of it yeah, I would probably make that trade too. And like, would you? I might counter and do like a twenty-five third. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it's it's a year. You know, I'll send you my twenty-five third for Roshan. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would much rather have Roshan than because again, that that three years out, you're not getting any points. Even if you go purely on value, points wins titles. And who knows? Roshan might be the guy next year. Might move. You never know. Like, give me the right. now and that twenty-six second. The other option is like, what what else could you get for a twenty-six second? Like you said, Rocky. Like. Are you going to get more than Roshan right now? I doubt it. Like, you're not going to get, like, a Tyje Spears or someone who's kind of stepping no. into a starting role. Roshan might be the best option in a running back world. So, I don't hate that one at all. So, I, I like that one, Puff. What do you think about that, Richard? Are you on the same page? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you hit it with the, the value of the, the 26 uh, second. But also, I love Roshan Johnson. I really do. Well, there you um, go. 
like I loved the watching his tape coming out. I was really excited about him. Um, him going to the Bears, I think, is a, is a great place for him. I think he has a great chance to to take over 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 there, take over over there, take over in the backfield. <laughs> um, I agree. But uh, but yeah, no, I I'm I I would totally smash that. Accept that. Yeah. So yeah, Puff Pass. Hopefully, you can still make that trade. Uh, we'll we'll do one last question here just to kind of wrap it up. But um, we talked a little bit about trading, and and I, this is a we're very much a trade heavy uh, podcast. We talk about trades a lot. Obviously, we got find me a trade coming up again uh, at the end of the show here. But I mean, do you find? maybe this is too broad of a question, but do you find that trading on speculation works like this time of year? And Richard, I'll kick it to you first on this one. Like, do you find that you, you look back on your, your trades and and this time of year and just go, man, I nailed that. Or do you find like, I missed on that one. Like, do you have any ideas even you can look back, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's one in particular that like, that's why I put my head down was because there's one in particular that always comes to mind. um, And that is uh, I traded the, Oh, I don't remember what number. I think it was like the 106, maybe uh, 107 for Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Robin or Allen Robinson the year that he went to the Bears. So it was, what was that, two years ago? Was it the Bears? Yeah. 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 Like, I was excited. I was so excited. And I, it was just pure speculation of what I thought those two were going to do because uh, Juju should have been the number one that year. And I thought that Allen Robinson was going to be a number one that year, and I was wrong on both of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love when that happens. Yeah. They're there. Uh, there's actually – I wanted to bring this up, and this is as good a time as any. There was a trade that I made last year almost to the day. It was on January 19th because I keep track, and I'm crazy. Uh, in Trade <laughs> Addicts 1, I sent Rocky, J.K. Dobbins, and the 211 for Austin Eckler. Do you remember that trade, Rocky? Because I did not remember that trade. I don't really remember it now, but exactly because trade addicts were always trading, right? So I sent you Dobbins in the two eleven for Austin Eckler in January. Now looking back, that trade—that's Austin Eckler, right? Like that's—it's got to be. But Eckler wasn't great either. No, <laughs> it's kind of like to your point, Richard. Like, oh, that wasn't that great of a trade. Nobody I mean, really I guess I'd rather have Eckler, but yeah, like we both. Dobbins lost. was gonna so, be great. He got hurt. He I know. Was be great. I know. <laughs> so was Eckler, right? But that's kind of where I wanted to hit on, and it just kind of leave it with that. Like it, sometimes it's the trades you don't make. And I want to make sure that we talk about this. Like making trades is fun. We just talked about Roshan for a 26 second. Hell yeah, do that. But sometimes if it doesn't feel right or your gut's not there, don't do it. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, let's not do that. Um, I think it sometimes can be, again, you want to scratch that itch. It can be kind of fun to make a trade. But I can't tell you how many times I've not made a trade and the next day I've been like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't make that trade. Like, it just felt like something was off, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up because, again, I knew I was on with Rocky and it was a trade addicts league. But also that was purely speculative. Like there was no information in January that we didn't know. And both of them were healthy. Dobbins could have been the guy. Eckler should have been the guy. Neither one ended up being great. Just yeah. take that for what you will, guys. Also, for what it's worth, too, that 211 did turn into the aforementioned Ty J. Spears. So that's kind of interesting. That might have been the best asset that's, of that whole thing. I know. Trade, <laughs> but again, that was the 211. The, imagine 211 was Ty J. Spears. Like, what a steel rock. Good job. Uh, or I don't even know if you got, I don't even know if that was your pick. Let's be clear. We have no idea. It was the 211. So it probably was. 
Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, with that, I think we're going to move on. I think that covers us pretty well for this. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to cover or anything else that you wanted to mention. And there was a lot of good stuff in the chat that we just don't have time to get to, Gavin. But thank you for submitting all that. But Richard, anything else you wanted to cover before we move on? No, I think I think we uh, we did a good job hitting it all. Honestly, I think so too. It's it's a really it's an interesting time of year, and I just want to make sure we talk about some of the highlights. If you're listening to this, you want depth. I get it, but it's also nice to kind of maybe this is other people coming back. Right. Like, hey, been out of this a little while. Let's get back into things. And this is this is the time of year to do it. So with that, we'll move into our next section, which is the listener league updates. We haven't really done a show since the championship. So I wanted to make sure I called this out partially because two of them are me. Uh, the first one, we got DJ one Dynasty Junkies, our United United team, Rocky, you and I yeah. we beat Jerry Shea. 208.54 to 202.1 and an upset victory. Jerry had the best team. I wouldn't say by far. We were right there, but Jerry had the best team in that league and we took it down. How's that feel, Rocky? Yeah, it was great. He had, he, he did he did have the best he had the most points. He had the best record. Yep. We we were second, yep. I think, in both. Uh but it felt really Projections good. We were not supposed to win. Yeah. Yeah. Two two years ago, uh that team was like we uh, I think that was before you came onto the team. I think that was back in the first year of it. And it, it we start, you know, Dustin, I'm going to blame it all on Dustin, or my original co-host. <laughs> he drafted a horrible team. And <laughs> we kind of started, uh, you know, rebuilding in the middle of that first season and trading everything off. And I think we had, like, the 101 or 102. Yeah. And we turned it around in, like, an off season, like, once, yep. you, once you came on board. So I'll, I'll give you all the credit, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame Dustin. I have to give Andrew the credit. So I'll take uh, it. It's rare, but I'll take but it. We, we made a lot of really good trades. Uh, yeah. And we didn't even get, like, like totally old. We picked up a lot of, you know, good guys. Like, we, Hawkinson was one of the ones we had on the yep. team. And, uh uh, we got Lamar, other, right? Did we yeah. get him in a trade? We got yep. Lamar, yeah, and some uh, decent receivers. I, I'm blanking on our team. We got Pittman, Godwin, Dubs, yeah. uh, Thielen. Like, we had some pretty good guys. And we have Kyron Williams in that league, too, which helped. Like, he yeah. ended up becoming a stud. So, yeah, Lamar – well, again, this was uh, – Jerry's team has Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott as his two QBs. And ours were Lamar and Geno, and Lamar outscored everybody. Like, Lamar had a great week yeah. for that championship week. Yeah, and that, like, that pretty points. much carried us, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but again, like facing Pat Mahomes and Dak Prescott and Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, we're not going to win this. Like, this is we're out of this. But we got lucky. Sorry, Jerry. We got lucky on that one. Uh, Dynasty Junkies 2, moving on, is the uh, the title there went to the Forking Shirtballs, which was me beating the other Andrew team, the other Andrew Embers team, which was the best in the league, 138 to 126. I can't believe I won that. I'll be honest. Like, I thought for sure I was losing. Like, I was not supposed to win. Had a good team, but I just didn't think I was going to make it. And uh, very surprised that we did. Uh, Andrew Ember had 26 victory points. We were talking about him pretty much every week being in the lead. We had 21. I had 21. Uh, the uh, Dynasty, I guess you you and Scott, or sorry, yeah, you and Scott had a team in this one, right? Yeah, your uh, four and ten team did not even make the playoffs, so that was interesting. It was intentional, though. We I know really it was. <laughs> I, you, yeah, we we also had the- Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields, both of whom were hurt to various degrees uh, this year, yeah. and yeah. You kind of leaned into that rebuild, which I don't think is a bad idea. If that's what happens to your team, you might as well, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, my, my team there, I we barely won. Everybody kind of underperformed. But the standout there was Andrew Ember had Will Levis in his starting quarterback with negative 1.36 points. I mean, yikes. You know what I mean? Like he was probably projected for 15 or 16. And that was the difference, really, is that, you know, I only won by 12 points. 
So it's kind of interesting how that happened. So you, you never know. It's kind of what it comes down to. You never know. While we're in DJ2 land, I did want to talk. Well, here, let's do DJ3 and then we'll go back. But DJ3, we had the best hooker beat Craig Booker uh, for the, the league there, 142 to 123. Kyle Hooks was the champion in that one, the best hooker. And Kyle had the best team. I think it was, I mean, I wouldn't say it wasn't close. It was close. But he had the the second high, third highest scoring in points and best record and you know most victory points. So just a very few amount of points against. And and that week with Craig Booker, who wasn't as good, but he finished it, figured it out. He was eight and six, but almost took it down. So Kyle, congrats to you for doing that. That was a fun one. That's a fourteen teamer. There's some chaos to come in that one, which I'm looking forward to. But we'll get into that later. Um, but with that, let's get into the one trade that I made that I mentioned. This was in Dynasty Junkies 2. I gave up Jameer Gibbs and Mike Evans to the Laughing Lizards for Travis Etienne and Jordan Addison. And I'll kick it to you first on this one, Richard. What are your thoughts? How bad was this trade? Did I give up too much to get Addison and Etienne? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> That's a you're, yes. You're, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so you're well, no, so you're hitting two of my fandoms. And yeah. I'll be honest, I'm a little – when I look at fantasy football, I'm, I'm in it to have fun. I want to – like, that's what I'm here for is, is to have some fun. And so I, I love to hit it. I love to win with my guys. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are my AFC team. Um, and so having Addison and Etienne, there's a part of me that's like, ooh, I love that. But, oh, mm-hmm. man, giving up Jameer Gibbs and Mike Evans to get mm-hmm. – Addison and Etienne, that's that's quite a bit. I I, I think he gave up a little bit too much. I, I, I understand that. My uh, yeah. I'll get into my thoughts in a minute, but I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, Rocky. What are your thoughts? Again, fourteen team super flex tight end premium. I, Nothing I, that think it, I think it comes down to how how much how much you like Addison, basically, uh, and because because I love Gibbs. I I think Gibbs is is going to be just like a fantasy star i mean he kind of was already this year uh but i think we're gonna see that for a while here and i just and i know he had a good i think he was maybe even a top five running back i just have never loved travis Etienne uh the way a lot of other people do uh so if you think jordan addison is going to be great i think it kind of evens it out to me because jordan addison certainly has more value than mike evans it's just a matter if you can get the the points out because you i mean obviously you were a contending team uh so i i don't think it's as far apart just because there is a huge value gap i think from mike evans to jordan addison so yeah uh i i don't I think I still would prefer the other side just because of Gibbs, even though, and we're talking about, you know, running backs in the, the non-point scoring. I, Gibbs is the kind of guy to me that's going to last a while. I love having those pass catching backs. Uh, they can hang around for a long time. I mean, we see, we've seen Austin, I mean, down here this year, but he was doing it up until 29. So uh, <laughs> I, I think they take a little less wear and tear. It helps that they're not getting the full workload, but they can still screw you a good amount of fantasy points. So uh, I'm a big Gibbs guy, and I think it's close, but I think I like your side that you gave up a little bit better. Yep. No, and that's that's kind of what it comes down to for me, too. This was one of those where I hadn't really had a fair offer in a while. Right. I was kind of like not really making any moves, like I mentioned. And, and Matthew Wiggins is the guy who sent me this one. And he uh, he sent me a DM. I was like, hey, I sent you an offer. And I look and it was Jameer Gibbs and Zay Flowers for ETN and Addison. And I'm like, nope, can't do that. Yeah. That's not that's not enough of a difference. But I was looking at my team. Like I said, you, you mentioned it, too. Like, I am a contender. I do feel like I've got some potential here to do something. 
I've really, I, I've only got Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield as my quarterbacks. Like I'm, I'm going to be probably looking to rebuild a little bit more. And in my logic there is I'd rather have the younger receiver. I feel like Gibbs and ETN are close, but they're, you know, taking my heart out of it. Cause I'm with you. I love Gibbs, but they're going to keep giving the ball to Montgomery who I also have. And I was like, I don't really want both of them anyway. Like I'm never really going to start both of them. So the context on this was like, well, I don't mind getting rid of Gibbs. What could be, I don't think it is, but could be his ceiling, right? Like he's still got another game. Who knows? Maybe he gets hurt, which is another risky part, which we're talking about in the playoffs. Sure. Like, I don't want to mention that, but like, He's he's playing. He's the only one left of these guys that's playing. You know, he's the highest value asset in the trade. If he gets some sort of injury, that value t- that craters, and I have no reason for that. Like, might as well make what I think is a fair trade now. So there were a lot of little things that made me, you know, I countered with this Mike Evans in there because I'm like, well, Evans at some point is going to hit that cliff, and I don't know what the Bucks are going to do next year. Like, I, I got Baker Mayfield, but who knows if he's going to be there? So I'm like, give me Addison. Let me get Addison and Flowers and Tyreek and Cooper Cup, and Terry McLaurin. Like, my receiver core is better this way. And I'm not so worried about running back. Again, I, I was a contender, so I don't really mind losing a little in the running backs because we just talked about that Dobbins for Eckler trade, right? Like, who knows what's going to happen with the running backs? They're the most chaotic position. So I'd rather tear down there and tear up at something a little bit more sure for me. So that was the thinking. But I agree with you guys, too, on the value. I'm a big Jameer Gibbs fan. I think he's going to do great. But – I was fine giving up a little value and, and helping Matthew get better, I guess. Like, so there you go, Matthew, hopefully you win it for it for everyone this year. Uh, and I don't go back to back, I guess, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that was an interesting trade given our conversation point. Like there is still some injury risk with Gibbs, but the other guys don't really have much of that. Just something to think about. Uh, with that, we'll get into our final segment of the evening, which is our favorite. It is the find me a trade segment. It's been a minute since we've done these. We kind of put it on the back burner as we headed into the offseason with trades kind of shutting down in a lot of leagues. But we're back. And with that, I got to play the noise. Find me a trade. Thank you very much, Brian. That's exactly right. Find me a trade. This week, it comes from Steve Munger, who is in one of our leagues. I think he's in Dynasty Junkies 2 or 3. Uh, I think it's two. So I'll read some of this, or do you want to read this and I'll pull up the league, Rocky? Which would you prefer? Yeah, I'll go through the settings and his his little blurb, and then you can uh, go through the roster. Uh, It is a 12-team, it's a safe league, uh, 12-team Superflex PPR, uh, I believe it's 2.0 tight end premium. It is, yep. Uh, Yeah. Plus one extra, yeah. Yeah, quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, uh, two flexes and a super flex, which I think is pretty standard for how safe leagues are set up. And uh, Steve says that he took over this uh, safe leagues orphan in 2022. Uh, was four and ten when he took it over. Finished fifth in 22. Won the league in 23. Um, also first in all play and points and all that kind of stuff. Um, but pieced together QB most of 2023. He said he started Flacco and Stidham in the. Uh, finals and still won and that's and that seems to be the weak spot going forward rbs might also need to be churned for picks i have the 112 310 312 412 and all his 25 picks and he says so how do i best position for a repeat yeah so this one was uh was interesting to me i i definitely see a little bit about where he's coming from on this this is an interesting i'm trying to get it to fit on the screen for some reason not fitting anyway uh i'll go through the team real quick it's got kirk cousins joe flacco taylor heineke sam howell case keenum mason rudolph jared stidham ryan Tannehill, and maybe a starter russell wilson 
I mean, that's a lot of quarterbacks. That's that's not a bad way to start your your roster, but there's a lot of question marks in that quarterback room. Uh, like it or not, that's Kirk Cousins should come back, right? Joe Flacco, who knows? Taylor Heineke, maybe stay. Like, so many question marks. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely where I would address. Uh, we got Gus Edwards, Josh Jacobs, Jordan Mason, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, and Chris Rodriguez. Not a bad running back group. If Gus comes back, I think, next year is going to be well. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, is still going to be okay, even if he switches teams. And McCaffrey, my God. Uh, receiver, he's got Devontae Adams, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, Jaden Reed, a couple of others. Terry McLaurin, I think I mentioned, right? Demario Douglas, who I think is going to be good, who was a rookie this year. So not a bad receiver group, kind of all over the place. And then tight end, I don't know if you can see it on there, but Dallas Goddard, Noah Gray, and Sam Laporta. Uh, I really like that tight end room, and I think that's probably his position of power, if I had to say. Like, I just feel like in a 2.0 tight end premium, you're starting both of those guys, and you're probably crushing it. But at the same time, there's other teams out there that might need a tight end. So that was kind of where mine went. But I'll let Richard, our guest, go first. Richard, what was the trade you came up with to help our buddy Steve out here? Sure. So uh, looking at the uh, the team and everything, the first thing that 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 I looked at, um, I really loved his running backs. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Really loved his running backs. Loved the wide receivers and the tight ends. Um, I, I think that he was pretty solid across the board there. The the quarterbacks, like you said, he's got a lot of them, but I was a little worried about all the question marks that were going into them. And so I was that's where I was looking for was to try to find something to help solidify maybe somewhere. And I was going through the, the other rosters on on the other teams just to try to find something, which you know it's it's kind of I, I at least I always feel it's really hard to find somebody that is in a position in a super flex league to be able to give up a quarterback. Right. <laughs> like yep. it's it's really tough to find that 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 balance somewhere else um but i i think that i found one with uh um moving down the list with uh um kingdom, kingdom business. business yeah yes yeah he uh he had uh jared allen and oh i don't, I don't remember who the other one was jared allen and i i think mahomes yeah josh allen and mahomes yep josh yep. allen yeah. mahomes baker yep and, and, and so he was and baker yeah and so he was pretty set when it comes to the quarterback position i felt that um that it was a, a spot where he'd be able to maybe at least you'd be able to try to convince him to 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 let go of baker mayfield and i really love baker mayfield especially everything that he did this last year um i i think that he is going to come back to the Bucks again. I think that he, him and uh, him and, and Evans and, and Godwin and them are they're going to make some more beautiful music down there in Tampa. Um, <laughs> so, beautiful music, beautiful music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I I I, uh, I really do think that uh, um, that he would be a good get. And so that that's what I was looking at, and I was trying to find something that would be a, a decent. Uh, uh, again, trying to find that win win for both sides. And it looked like Kingdom Business needed some help in the wide receiver position, and so I was looking at what uh, what our uh, guy Steve had in in terms of wide receivers and everything like that. And I I love Amari Cooper, I really do. I uh, beginning of the year I wrote a nice little, little shameless plug, wrote a nice little article about how I thought that he was going to be a, a big asset this year, um, and uh, and you know he he's. He's very underrated, I think. Um, it goes under the wire a little bit, especially being in, with the Browns and everything like that. And so, um, but at the same time, like you're saying with Mike Evans, at some point he's going to fall off the cliff. And you don't really know if Baker Mayfield really is going to come back and be the guy 
for Tampa at the same time. So I felt like it's it was a good gamble on both sides. So I, I thought that making a trade for Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper for Baker Mayfield would really help both sides of that those teams. No, I like that. And I remember looking at the sheet and I was like, well, that's not a bad one. Like I could see Amari Cooper there. What do you think about that trade, Recky? Yeah, I kind of like that. And looking at Kingdom Business, this team, he definitely is a little lighter receiver. He's got Nico Collins and Rasheed Rice. George and, Pickens? No love for George Pickens? Yeah, n- not a, not, a, <laughs> not as much. Not yeah. a ton else, yeah. <laughs> George Pickens, it's not a horrible year, but yeah, there, yeah. There, he could definitely use some help there. And if you're going to try and get a, a QB off of someone – Getting the guy who has Mahomes and Allen, I mean, he's never starting Baker except on the bye weeks unless there's an injury. So uh, even even if Baker has a, another really good season next year, he's not ever starting over Mahomes and Allen. So it's kind of the perfect third quarterback to try and pluck off somebody's roster. And I don't think the value is that far. I could see the guy asking a little bit more just because Baker's a quarterback and he looks likely to start next year. But I think it's a good starting point, and uh, you can maybe add a tiny bit extra if you need to. Yeah, no, and that's kind of where I was at. Like, if, I think you said this a little bit too, Richard. Like, it's tough to get a quarterback without giving one away. And if to do that, you're going to have to overpay, right? You're going to have to give more than you think you need to. And I like the way you put it where Baker is still not a known commodity. Uh, we just talked about how they lost their their offensive coordinator, right? So, like, maybe that offense is going to look a little different next year. Maybe Baker is not there. He's played on a bunch of teams already. Who knows? Um, but then also kind of to Rocky's point too, like, would you rather start Baker Mayfield or, you know, Dalton Kincaid or Tucker Craft in a 2.0 tight or tight end premium? Like you might not even put Baker Mayfield, even on bye weeks you might not even put him in your lineup. He wasn't that set in stone for a lot of this season. Um, again, without injury, we don't know. And it's all next year. We don't even know, but I also look at it like, well, with the assets of Allen and Mahomes, you could trade down from Allen to Lamar and get another guy. Like, you, you have plenty of value in your QB position to make some moves. So I thought it, it made total sense to me to send Amari to this team that needed it. Uh, and again, just because I like to, I'm curious, and I always like to check the uh, DTC has the Baker side ahead, but DLF has Amari side ahead. If that doesn't make it fair, I don't know what does. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's just part of the fun of this. I love um, when that happens, actually. I, yeah, I'll I mean, the calculator sometimes, too, when I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I, I keep thinking, you know what we need is a, a like a meta calculator, like something where you can put in all the calculators together to get like <laughs> actual, go. actual value. But then there's going to be a meta meta calculator at some point. I don't have time for that. Um, anyway, Rocky, what was your trade? I think that was pretty good for yours there, Richard. But what did you come up with, Rocky, during the show? Let's be honest. Yeah, I came up with mine very, very late uh, and actually kind of touches on some of the things we were talking about, which was uh, maybe cheaper points and maybe a little bit of a trading on speculation, too, because uh, mine was uh, and this is sort of trading to a strength of Steve's team. But my thinking was also that uh, I do think this is cheap ish points wise uh, and because I am trading for an older guy and I did not go for a quarterback because I was looking for a quarterback trade and I couldn't find anything I loved uh, especially considering Richard already did a Baker trade so yep. um, I, I tried making stuff work with other teams and the, the quarterbacks are really evenly distributed in this league a lot of times you'll see one a see a league where you know somebody has four or even five potential starting quarterbacks for the next season uh, and you know, other teams are rebuilding and they only have one. It's like everybody has two or three, it seems yeah. like. Well, it seemed really even angry, yeah. Yep. 
Except for uh, Steve's team, to be honest, it seemed like the weakest. I was like, "What the heck happens?" Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but and I don't hate those quarterbacks for next year, even. I know uh, you Russ don't. You're a big and, fan and of the Russell aging quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, I get it. Depending on where Wilson goes, but I can yeah. see Cousins and Wilson both being very good next year. Sure. Uh, like you know, high end twos, low end ones. Uh, but so I I did trade one trading is one twelve that he mentioned he had and I figured you could just throw in the thirds to make it look nicer like oh you're getting three picks even though I don't care at all about three ten and three twelve right and uh, to team Boomer for Stefan Diggs um, so like I said uh, and this actually occurred to me because I was just listening to uh, one of Russ's other pods Dynasty Wall Street today and they said that's right where his value falls yeah. on. Yeah. Um, the dynasty trade, the DTC dynasty trade calculator. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured, see if you can get him for that. I, I think, uh, to, to be honest, I think he may, might want a little more, but I, if, if that's where he's falling in range on calculators, uh, maybe you can get away with it. And like I said, it is the non point scoring season. He is what is he 30 now? 30. He's about to be 30. He's yeah. 30. Yep. Yeah. He's 30. And Had there's a bad a talk. taste in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Left a bad taste in your mouth at the end of the season. And there's talk he could be out of Buffalo that he's, yep. you know, trying to get his way out of there. So all that kind of cheapens his price. Uh, I still think you're getting another probably good two years out of Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, maybe not wide receiver like five type numbers, but definitely <laughs> high end numbers from Stefan Diggs with weekly, very high weekly ceiling. Uh, I, I almost don't care where he goes unless it's just like an awful quarterback or something. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And also looking at Boomer's team, it's a really weird team that I could see wanting to kind of move towards picks. Uh, he has Diggs and Evans and like nothing else at receiver. He has quarterback he, is it's a little it's, odd. Quarterbacks, yeah, quarterbacks decent. He has Love and Purdy. Love and Purdy, um, and then Rodgers, which again, some people like cool. him. I'm not sure, but then after that, it's like Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, like it just looks a little bit fishy, but even like we were talking, it's all pretty even. Yeah, and he's yeah, got like nothing at running younger. back except for Andre Stevens. It doesn't look to me like a team that's going to contend next year. Yeah, the Husker being Dalvin honest Cook. with himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think it might make some sense for him to kind of move towards picks anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what the thinking was behind it when I came up with it during the show. <laughs> I like it. Well done. Uh, so I'll give my take on it real quick. I think you're exactly right. The valuation for Diggs in the 112 on DTC is right on. On DLF, it's more like the 108 for Diggs. Which I think is um, high. I don't know. That I think that's high, too. I think the 112 is pretty Diggs. even. Yeah. That's probably where I think you could actually land. And, and, again, I'm not here to say one is better than the other. That's not the point. They're all different. They all have their own different metrics. I would. I like the idea of sending the 112 by itself for digs. I think you might be able to get that done just by itself. I agree with you that thirds don't matter, but I'd rather use those thirds on a trade that might need them, and I don't know if this one does, but I like where your head's yeah. at, and I think it does bolster your receiver room. It gives you another asset to, to kind of latch onto at potentially their low spot, and maybe Diggs finds a new home and, and blows up like he did when he left Minnesota, right, Richard? I mean, you were there for that. You're a fan of Minnesota. You saw that happen, and it was like, oh, Man, that that stunk, you know. But then you go get Justin Jefferson, and now, you know, Jordan Addison. Right, like your team is better off for it. But uh, long story short, I I agree with you, too, Rocky. I think that Diggs has at least a year or two, uh, if not more than that. Even if he comes out of this with the right mentality, he could be a stud in a way, uh, even into his thirties. I think he's got that kind of talent. Richard, what do you think about this trade? Does it seem fair to you? Yeah, no, definitely fair. Um, I and I I was gonna say like right off the bat. 
like what you said with the 112 being by itself, I think that that would make it more than fair enough, in, in my opinion, for Diggs. Um, and I, I do think that Diggs uh, um, has a couple more years. Like you were saying, Rocky, you're a little worried about maybe maybe what quarterback he ends up with. Um, but I feel like he is one of those receivers that even – I mean, we saw what he did when he was with uh, um, oh, the Vikings, uh, Case Keenum. We saw what he was oh, able yeah, to yeah. still do with Case Keenum and everything like that. Like, he is a top-quality wide receiver. Uh, his, his best years might be behind him, but I still think he's – like you said, he's got a couple of years left on him. Um, yeah, no, I love this trade. Yeah, and I think it's one of those two that, like, now is the time to do that because people are switching into rookie mode. They really like rookie picks that's got a one in front of it, right, which is, one. oh, my God, it's a first. Eh, barely. And then also <laughs> Stefan Diggs had a really rough end of the season. You know, like, that now, now might be the time to strike. That guy might be sick of it. And then, again, if they do decline, then you add a third. Decline, then you add the second third, right? Like, you just – it gives you some wiggle room. But I think that's that's got some good and bones for sure. The one other piece I meant to add when I was going through my whole spiel there is also uh, – I, I kind of alluded to it that he's it's definitely trading to his strength because he, he does have a lot of decent to, to very good receivers but then uh my thought was that he could maybe trade a McLaren or a Higgins or a Pittman for something maybe that he gets that in a quarterback trade or something like that uh and he's not losing much points wise maybe losing a little age wise uh but but yeah then he can turn around and do something else with one of the other receivers Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll get into mine then and we can kind of rip it apart. I know it's probably not my best trade and, and I'm willing to to hear the, the feedback on it. But if I had this team is what I always say. If I had this team, I would want to get rid of probably Dallas Goddard. I, I, Laporta, I love. I'm not going to move him if I can help it. Goddard frustrates me. You know, that Eagles offense is going to be seeing a little bit of difference next year. And it just he wasn't great this year either in my mind. Again, granted, stats may prove me wrong, but Goddard wasn't one of those guys I enjoyed clicking the checkbox beside like, just didn't give me the good vibes. Russ Wilson, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm seeing you on the Russ Wilson. I want to get younger at quarterback if I can do that. And I think to get a younger quarterback, you're going to have to give one up. So my trade was Russ Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson, Dallas Goddard, and Ryan Tannehill, which for why not sake, to Hofdog FFC for Bryce Young and the 202 and Greg Dolchitz, if you can get all of that on top of Young. I'd be okay with just taking Young alone, to be honest. I think Bryce Young is still got a lot of future in this league. He's young on a team that's going to be scrapping next year. Um, they don't have a first round pick. They're, I mean, they're not going to be replacing Bryce Young in the draft. It doesn't look like he's going to be their guy. They just signed this new coach to a six year deal. You know, Canales has got a six year deal in, in, in Carolina, which is just bonkers to me. That means they're all in. They're not switching from Bryce Young, at least for this year and probably even next year. So I kind of went on that train before it, it leaves the station. And I think Russ Wilson, as much as I like him, I like the Russ bus. I like the, you know, unlimited and all that. I just, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank and I'm fine to get out of it. And then also Hofdog has uh, Will Levis and Malik uh, Willis. So like giving him Tannehill for now anyway, is the entire, you know, Titans quarterback room. Maybe there's some logic there. Uh, for the sake of argument, I did plug it into calculators, of course, just to see. And and even just taking out the uh, the Tannehill and Dolchich, which are both kind of you know middling little pieces to get a deal done. Bryce Young and the rookie pick, the 202, are valued higher on both DLC or DLF and DTC. But on DTC, they're much closer. And so, again, if you this is one of those things, too. If you know this guy and you know he prefers one or the other, right, you might have to make a little bit of a different pivot. But even if you just get rid of the 202 and just do Russ, Russell Wilson and Dallas Goddard for Bryce Young, I might be okay with that, even in a tight end premium like this, just because I'm not sure Dallas Goddard is really a guy I feel confident in. But being that he's an eagle, Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. What are your thoughts on that trade? 
I think I see. I I'm worried about Bryce Young more so than I think most people. That that's the They're only thing that scares me yeah. about this. Yeah, uh, and I know Goddard isn't, and he's probably never going to be at the top top tier tight end. Uh, but the 2.0 premium makes me really hesitant to trade him for somebody I'm iffy on, as iffy on as Bryce Young. Uh, if he pans out, it's going to be a great deal because, you know, Russ Wilson is, is obviously on the decline. And uh, even if he's still, not, you know, even if he still had a decent year last year. You're uh, saying he might be limited instead of unlimited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no longer cooking. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, ordering out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take out. Let Russ, let Russ take out. Let Russ um, <laughs> DoorDash. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, God, right there. That's right. <laughs> God, just giving me hesitation because of the 2.0 tight end premium. But I think it's pretty fair. I mean, Bryce Young is still holding decent value. Uh, I would want the other pieces if I was going to do this uh, just because of that, because I'm so iffy on Bryce Young. Uh, and the, the Tannehill part doesn't really matter to me at all. So I'm fine throwing him in. No, and, and honestly, like, I think if you send Bryce Young in the 202, if you if you send Russell Wilson and Dallas Goddard for Bryce Young in the 202, that might be like, that might be a smash except the guy's like, what's the 202? What's Bryce Young? Give me the, you know, but Russell Wilson is a big question mark to me. He's 35. You know what I mean? He's not getting younger. Definitely, and I, he's yeah. definitely on the decline. Like you said, I'd rather don't take know where he'll be for sure. Well, and that's what I mean. I'd rather take the younger guy with more upside and rookie pick with more upside, to be honest. I, I just don't know if I trust Dallas Goddard. I would even say there's a there's some places that would say Dallas Goddard is the best piece in that trait, right? Where it's like he's the big chip. He's in a tight end premium like that. He's the one you got to look at. And maybe you can do Dallas Goddard for Young in the second alone. Who knows, right? Like maybe the guy's like, I don't want Wilson. Just give me Goddard. I doubt that's going to happen, but you never know. So I just, I like the bones of it. But Richard, what are your thoughts on this one? Sure. So, um, prefacing this with uh, saying that uh, Bryce Young was my QB one last year, so I was really excited about him, and I really think that um, <laughs> I really think that uh, that uh, yep, yep. I really think that uh, um, that that he's a he's going to be the better answer long term, and I, and I like where you're going with it and everything. I, I do think that that you have some some good reasoning for why you'd want to make that trade. Um, but looking at what Steve was looking for as far as trying to find mm. something that was a win now, trying to repeat, I would probably I would probably want to keep Russell Wilson and Goddard if I, if I'm trying to repeat and and let me <laughs> back this up with with somebody who as somebody who who recently did repeat and everything like that, uh, like that is such a great feeling. like i'm I'm more than willing to 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 sit on assets that are, maybe going to die on my team if if i can repeat and just be like hey i'm your daddy in this league yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was one other thing i wanted to say about the team by the way i almost think looking at this team he could do nothing and possibly repeat like well i don't think yeah, he needs right. to make big moves uh and i mean the pieces you might want to get rid of or maybe some of the, even the older pieces even though they're, they're going to score some um but just value wise but uh, you're not going to get what the you know, points wise, you're not going to get back what you, you, you need for them. So I, I kind of like almost sitting on this team, um, but that wouldn't make a good segment. So no, of course, <laughs> I think even if you're, you're asking like, what would I do as much as I want to repeat, I'm not going to do that with Russell Wilson. I don't think, I, I just don't think he's, he's your second quarterback in this league. Like you're almost starting, you're almost required to start Russell Wilson. I just don't know if you got enough of a depth 
really, I mean, you might, I guess, get to some, but your quarterbacks, you've just got Chris Kirk cousins who we don't even really, he's got question marks, right? You got Joe Flacco who lit it up, but who knows if he plays or if he goes back to back and groceries, we don't know. Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, like all these guys, Sam Howell might be a guy. Sure. But we honestly don't know. Like they might go a different direction. Like, so there's just too many question marks and I would just want to shore up at least one QB before we get to free agency, just so I feel a little more confident that I'm not just sitting on a bunch of backups. And then now I'm scrambling. Now everybody knows you're panicked and you're going to be, you know, really having to overpay then. So and that, that's that why I really liked uh, Richard's trade. If you could get it yeah. done, um, even if you have to add a little bit, maybe do Amari, just because I almost like, well, not almost, I definitely do like kind of having three likely starting quarterbacks next year all on that lower you know lower tier and then you can just like mix 15 and match. to 30 kind yeah. of range right yeah and yep. you can just mix and match and you still have all the you know all these you know, a lot of good players at the other positions uh, and don't get me wrong too I, I like having a lot of dark throws at qb like i like the build of the roster i let that's probably the best way to do it is to just put as many qbs as you can on your bench and see who strikes and I'm guessing that worked out well for you this year, right? Mason Rudolph started games. Sam Howell obviously started a bunch of games. He was a starter for the whole season. Joe Flacco probably picked him up off waivers, right? Taylor Heineke started some games. Like So with Kirk Cousins getting hurt and Russ underperforming and Tannehill kind of getting the boot, you still had plenty of starters, which, I mean, again, that's that's a benefit no matter how you, how you spin it. But you're right. I mean, with having McCaffrey and Pollard and Jacobs and Edwards, like that running back room is now. That's a win now running back room for sure. Uh, and the only real rookies, the only rookies of all are Sam Laporta, Chris Rodriguez, Demario Douglas, and Jaden Reed. Like, it's just not a young team. And so, I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but you get the point. Like, I would want to get a little more youth while also trying to contend next year. So nothing wrong with uh, with trying to do both and, and getting the best of both worlds there. But again, I think those are pretty good options. I think those are all good starts for you, Steve. Hopefully you can find something from what we gave you in there. I think that's it, boys. What do you think? Do we do a good job on our first show back, Duraki? What do you? I mean, we okay? I feel pretty good about it. We knocked the rust yeah. off. I think. I think we did okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're getting back into that habit. I'm getting back into the junkie. Hit me back in them veins. Let's go, uh, Richard. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, why don't you remind everybody where they can find you on the the Twitter X machine and everywhere else that you're writing these days? Yeah, sir. Sure. So uh, you can find me on Twitter, Gingerbeardman uh, three instead of the A. Um, and then you can find me writing for Razzball and uh, and also uh, working with Fantasy and Frames, writing for them soon, too. Terrific. Yeah, and I know we were talking to like kind of this was your first season creating content as a kind of newer content creator, but a longtime Dynasty player. What do you think of the difference? I'm just curious for those out there that might be considering getting into the content game. I always say January, February is the perfect time to start writing some things and getting your thoughts down, because this is the time you might get some eyeballs for people that care. So what did you think there, Richard? I mean, it was your first year. You feel like you had some rust of your own or did you kind of hit right into it? Well, so I'd actually been writing um, on my own for, for, for a while now. I've been doing it. Uh, um, I'm, uh, me and a buddy of mine started a, a blog called uh, Draft Interference. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we'd just been creating our own material for a little while. And so I, I was already in the swing of things. And so nice. getting into it this year, it was, it was a, a lot of anxiety, just like actually being there, a lot of imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but honestly, it was, it was so much fun. It was such a blast every week, week after week, uh, just getting that, that, that content out there. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Let's. 
Glad we could have you on again as like a newer content creator, kind of new to the podcast space or podcast space. Uh, I, I'm glad that you were here. I think you provided a lot of good insights and hopefully people go check you out on Twitter and follow you and look for all your new articles and everything like that. Uh, appreciate you again. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We got obviously the Dynasty Junkies at Dynasty Junkies on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. Uh, the others will give their others later. We'll figure it out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the DAP Network at DAP Network on YouTube uh, and subscribe, rate, and review. I always tell people too, we love hearing your feedback. Uh, I get some people that send us, we got Puff Pass here in the chat giving us feedback. It was smooth. I like that, Puff. Thanks. But send us DMs. Uh, we've got our Find Matt, our F Matt, you know, our Find Me a Trade segment. If you want to get that link, it is the pinned tweet. It's in our link tree on uh, on the Dynasty Junkies. I just tweeted it out from my account again. If you have a team you want to submit, you can always send us a DM. We'll send you the link. Not a big deal. But with that, again, nice to have you back, Rocky. Nice to be back. Yeah. Nice to knock that rust off. Thanks to everyone in the chat. I'll let you take care of that while you get us out of here. Yep. We always like to give a shout out to the chat. Uh, I was hopping tonight. I'm um, sure so we have uh, even the six people at the little counter on the top of our screen yeah, now, which is nice to see. Uh, shout out to Gavin, Puff Pass Kick, uh, both commenting a lot. HooveTube is in there. Toronto Dave made an appearance near the end. Love Toronto Dave. Dave. Uh, and uh, love hearing from you all. Hope you, you can uh, stick with us on our bi-weekly schedule instead of our That's weekly right. schedule. Um, but until two weeks from now, junkies out.